Hey there, thank you for tuning in to the This Southern Girl Can Show, the podcast that covers it all with a sweet Southern accent. Your host, Amber, is a successful YouTuber and published author who teaches others to craft, cook, run a business, and balance a hectic lifestyle. Check her out on Facebook, YouTube, and all other forms of social media under the same name as this podcast, This Southern Girl Can. You can also check out her website at www.thissoutherngirlcan.com. And now, here's Amber. Hey y'all, it is Wit and Wisdom Wednesday and I'm recording late because you know what? Life gets in the way. Life can be hectic. I've had a pretty hectic day. Actually, this this week has felt pretty hectic to me. It's Wednesday and I swear it feels like Sunday. It, it surely does not feel like Wednesday. So I hope all of y'all are having a calmer week than I'm having. I hope you're enjoying the nice weather. If you are near me, I'm in the beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains of North Carolina and it was 73 degrees today. So anyway, let's do some wisdom part of the Wednesday and I want to talk to you about 10 crochet tips for beginners. Y'all know I adore crochet. I've been crocheting since I was five years old. I have won many, many ribbons for my crochet work and I love to teach others how to do it and I love to pass on tips and tricks. I wish that along the lines there that someone would have taught me some more things. My grandmother taught me how to crochet, okay? And then after she passed away, I kind of got away from it for a while. And then I got back into it. And I really do miss those times when she would be there, you know, teaching me something. So anyway, let me give you a few tips. So number one, I don't care what these yarn snobs out here say. I can't stand a yarn snob. I will tell you that right now. And this is one thing that I can't stand about a yarn snob. If you can't take any type of yarn and turn it into something beautiful, then you're not a true fiber artist. I'm sorry, but you're not. And I'm putting that out there. And a lot of people are going to get mad at me. I don't care if you're mad at me or not. If you have to use, oh, I have to use the most expensive yarn and I use this and I don't like Red Heart. And I thought, well, maybe you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> I just don't like making projects with the cheap yarn. Maybe you don't know what you're doing. Because if you can make something beautiful, like I said, out of the cheaper yarn, you are a true fiber artist. If you have to have the fancy, fuzzy yarns and all that to cover up your work, then maybe you're not as good as you think you are. Don't let somebody out there make fun of you or run their mouth for you using cheaper yarn, okay? My number one go-to is Red Heart Super Saver. And some people are like, well, it's so itchy. Honey, as long as it keeps winning me blue ribbons at that North Carolina State Fair, I don't care what you have to say. Don't be jealous. Don't be jealous and don't make fun of people that use it because there are lots of people out there on a budget. There are lots of people out there that would love to make things and they just don't have the money to go out there and spend on expensive yarn. Have I bought expensive yarn? Yes, I have. Yes, I have. Every once in a while I will. But Red Heart Super Saver is always my fallback. And especially if you're an absolute beginner, I think that Red Heart Super Saver is the absolute best yarn that you can buy. It's nice and crisp. You can see your stitches very, very well. It's durable. It holds up through many, many washings. I have, I am 42 years old. I'm telling my age right now, as of the time of this program, I'm 42 years old. And I have a blanket that my grandmother made me and gave it to me. I was around 14 years old. And I'm telling you what, it was made with Red Heart Super Saver and it is just as beautiful today as the day that she gave it to me. So anyway, when you are, also th this is number two, okay? So when you're looking for 
your yarn to make various things doesn't matter what you're making or what kind you're making with this use a yarn that has no dye lot now back in the day yarn used to have dye lots on everything now what is a dye lot a lot of yarns don't have that now but a dye lot is the actual lot number of the batch of dye that that yarn was made in so you might get let's let's use color blue you might get this blue yarn it's the same brand it's the same color let's say sky blue it's the same brand it's sky blue but yet one's a little bit lighter than the other because it came from two different dye lots and that used to be such a pain that you had to okay i'm going to make this blanket afghan whatever you want to call it i'm going to make this but i don't know how much yarn i need because i don't know how big i want to make it i just want to work on it you better buy a whole armful of yarn because if you don't there's no guarantee that your colors are going to match now, depending on where you're from, I know a lot of my uh, foreign friends, um, they use different types of yarns than here in the U.S. And a lot of those yarns do have a dye lot. So, if you know, if you're listening someplace like that, then please make sure that you check your dye lots. Because I would hate for you to spend your money to buy your yarn and then you run out of it. And then you go back and there's no more of that particular dye lot, which that, that, can, that can happen. And don't let anybody tell you how to hold your hook and yarn. There are lots of people out there that have been saying that, oh, I've been crocheting for years and years and they are holding their yarn like I did when I was five. And you know what? If it works for you, go for it. A lot of people hold their hold their hooks. I was going to say their forks. <laughs> they, they hold their hooks like, like a knife. I have tried that. And I, I will tell you this, if that is what's most comfortable for you, that is absolutely wonderful. You hold it like that. You don't have as much control. I like to hold mine like a pencil. My, my stitches are very consistent. They are tight. That's probably why I win so many ribbons that I do. My stitches always look good. Now, people that hold their hooks like a knife, yeah, if that's what works for you, absolutely fine. But... It's harder to control your tension and it's harder to control your consistency that way. I know I've been doing this for a long time. I've tried it both ways, okay? Um, I know plenty of people out there that once they try holding it like a pencil, they're like, wow, this works a lot better and it can be a lot easier on your hand. So, but anyway, you just, you just try to hold it any way that you can. I see so many people in these crochet groups and let me tell you, there are some, <laughs> I gotta watch my language here, but anyway, there are some people I'd like to slap in some of these crafting girls. Well, you're holding your yarn and your hook wrong. Honey, are you getting the results that you want? If you are, then you're not holding it wrong. Don't let somebody tell you that you're holding it wrong. You just have to experiment and see what feels best for you. And don't let anybody else tell you different. So another thing is before you get out there and you start looking for patterns. Now listen, when you get on Pinterest, you type in crochet pattern, you're going to fall down a rabbit hole. Or if you get on something like uh, Ravelry, you're going to fall down a rabbit hole of all these beautiful patterns. And you're going to just want to jump in there and make them. People do that. They, they stockpile these patterns without getting all of the basic stitches down. What you need to do is you just need to work on a foundation chain. Then you need to work on single crochet. Just make squares. You know, just make squares, make a small blanket, make baby blankets, make scarves, all with the same stitch, just so that you can get that rhythm down, okay? Now, once you learned your single crochet, you're going to move up to your half doubles, and you're going to move up to your doubles and your trebles. You know, I know U.S. and U.K. terms are different. You know, you start with the smallest stitch and then work your way up, okay? 
once you get your stitches down like that and you can get them down in a rhythm and it's not hard for you to say okay now how do i make a double crochet how how do i do that how when you can get to the point where you don't have to stop and think of every single step that goes into that stitch then you need to move on and start getting your patterns now i said foundation chain that is you know when you when you when you chain <laughs> and that makes the the foundation part of your pattern a lot of mistakes that beginners make is they make that initial chain too tight so that when you work on your blanket or your scarf or whatever, that one end is kind of drawn up and it's going to curl a little bit. If you can't control your tension because you're a beginner, tension, listen to me, tension is one of the most difficult things, I think, to master in crochet. So if your tension is off, don't even worry about that. That You'll improve with time, okay? You're going to get better. Don't beat yourself up over that. But a good trick is when you're making your foundation chain, use one hook size higher than what you need. I like to use a 5 millimeter for almost everything except for stuffed animals. Then I use a 4.5. But on blankets and things, scarves, to make your foundation chain, if you're going to be using a size 5 millimeter hook, Make that chain with a six millimeter, okay? Just until you can learn how things look, how the stitches work, because when you make that foundation chain, it's going to stretch. Once you start putting your stitches in there, it's going to stretch a good bit. And if it curls, it's going to ruin your whole project, and then you're going to be upset, and you're going to be like, oh, this is crap, and I can't do it. It's not you. It's just, you know, th that's the tricky part. So anyway, if you go up a hook size, that, that will help you out a whole lot. So once you get all these stitches done, okay, you're going to go look for a pattern. People seem to want to ignore skill level. Oh, well, that looks easy, but maybe it's not labeled for beginners. Maybe it's, you know, labeled intermediate or like a moderate difficulty. If it's labeled that, you might not want to jump into it because, you know, I did that, you know, when I was kind of first starting. I'm like, well, it looks easy, but then once you get into the pattern, usually the pattern writer knows what they're talking about especially if it's a, a bigger pattern writer. I've been writing patterns for years. I try to be accurate with my description. But if you see one that says like moderate or intermediate and you haven't been crocheting that long, you, you might just want to back off a little bit. Yeah, it might be pretty, but there might be some tricky stitches in there or something that you're really not seeing when you, when you look at the finished project. Something that you might not be seeing that's going to trip you up and then you've wasted your money on the pattern You've wasted your yarn, you've wasted your time, and that might frustrate you so that you don't want to pick up your work again. So start off with the patterns that are labeled for beginners. Okay, I'm watching my time here. I'm running at about 11 minutes, so I'm going to cut this short. I try to keep my podcast episodes short. But anyway, the turning chain. A lot of people ask me, how in the world do you get perfectly straight sides on your work without a border? Because my sides are perfectly straight. And this is a trick that I was taught a long time ago. When you're making your turning chain, if you will make it, like when you get to the end of your work, and it's like chain two and turn, if you will make your turning chain just a little bit shorter than what it says, okay? Like a single crochet will be one chain. A half double to a double, usually a half double is two chains, a double crochet is about the same height as three chains, okay? So if you're making double crochets across, don't chain three, only chain two. Make that chain just a little bit shorter than the stitch you left off with, if I'm making any kind of sense. Just make it a little bit shorter 
than the than the stitch that you left off with and that's going to help to stop it from kind of like bulging out on the side and giving you a bumpy edge okay so that is going to help you more than anything to get your nice straight edge and every now and again lay your work down step back and look at it that is going to stop a whole lot of mistakes for beginners now when i was first starting i tried to make a blanket i'm like it turned into like <laughs> it's like one end was like going way off to the side i'm like what counting your stitches is important using stitch markers until you can understand you know how crochet works that's very important but if you don't want to do all that, all you have to do is every two or three rows on your blanket, on your scarf, whatever, lay your work down. Just take a step back and look at it. Straighten it out with your hands and just take a step back and look at it. That's going to save you some frustration. It's going to save you some time. It'll save your energy and it's going to save you from wanting to throw your daggum blanket across the room. Because believe me, I've wanted to do that plenty of times. But anyway, I hope that this helped somebody. If you would, please go back, listen to some of my past episodes. Stay tuned for future episodes. And I will talk to y'all next time. Bye. You've been listening to the This Southern Girl Can Show. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to follow so you'll be notified of upcoming episodes. Take care and we'll see you next time.